Talking about uh, the Word. He's been preaching about the Word. We've been going over the operation of faith um, on Wednesday nights, and that's just been good. And so I had a title last night, but this morning it changed. The, 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 uh, the message is still the same. The title's just different. It was The title of the message was going to be Be Doers of the Word, but God changed it and said Act. Act on the Word. That's going to be the title of the message this morning. Um, so if you have your Bibles this morning, if you were to go to James chapter 1, um, we'll start at verse 21 and go to verse 25, and then we'll kind of skip around the good book and see what he's got for us. Hopefully I feed you a good meal this morning and you'll leave full. Um, if not, then tell Pastor, and I'm sure he'll deal with me accordingly. Uh, but And we're just, you know, they're on vacation, a well-deserved and well-needed vacation, and so... We, we just honor them and hope they have a great time and come back relaxed. And um, I know he is, he is enjoying it, and uh, they, they do a lot. So, Book of James, chapter 1, verse 21 through 25. I'm going to start at verse 21. Uh, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one, will be blessed in what he does. Verse 22. Back to verse 22. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Most gracious Holy Father, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy, God. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is real, your word is true, and that you are true, God. Lord, I pray that you just bless me this morning, God. I know what you've given me, God. So let me give it to your people the way you've given it to me, God. And may it bless them the same way it blessed me. But in all things, God, you get all the glory. You get all the honor and you get all the praise. Because you alone are worthy. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. So act on the word. James, uh, he said we should be open, open to receiving the word with a teachable spirit. And receive with meekness the implanted word. So we should be open to the word coming in and teaching us. Being a doer of the word is imperative. Because the one who hears the word and does not act on the word is disobedient and therefore deceived. The Bible says in Samuel that obedience is better than sacrifice. So if we don't do the word, if we don't walk this word out, we don't... Do what we are called to do. If we hear from, from God and we don't walk that word out, we are disobedient. And he said, I'd rather you be obedient than sacrifice. Those who are doers of the word, we live in freedom. Realizing that it is only the love of Christ that causes us to be free from sin and truly loves others. In verse 25 when he says, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, which means the perfect law of freedom, the perfect law of love, and continue in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. So we have to walk this word out. 
We have to do what this word says to do. We can't just pick and choose what we what we do. We've got to be all the way in or all the way out. He told the, the, the church in uh, Revelation, he said, you're neither hot nor cold. You're on the fence. You're lukewarm. He was like, and I vomit you out of my mouth. So he wants us to be all the way in, 100% committed to walking this word out and doing what this word has called us to do. And that's great. And I want to do the word. But are our ears tuned in to where we can hear the word? And I don't just mean the word that Pastor Stacy stands up here and preaches every Sunday and, and, and every Wednesday. Or the word that we hear from whatever evangelist or whoever, you know, televangelist tell we listen to during the week. Are we open to hearing from God? And doing what God has called us to do. I believe that this word is power. I believe that the word of God can reach you anywhere that you're at. I believe that it can snatch you out of the club at 3 o'clock in the morning. I believe that it can meet you right in the hospital. I believe that the word of God, like I, like I said, Hebrews 4, it says that the word of God is alive and is active and is powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword. I believe that this word is power. But when I, when I hear the word of God, the word from God. And I don't, I don't always mean like a like an audible voice. And that's not like he's you know having a full conversation. But sometimes it's an impression he puts in our spirit. But these two, two examples I, I have for us today are people who directly heard from God. We're going to go to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. Verses 1. I wrote 1 through 10. We might skip around. So, Ezekiel, one of the great prophets. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very, very dry. So the hand of the Lord grabs Ezekiel. So not only is he about to hear the word of the Lord, but the, the hand of the Lord has literally grabbed him and taken him in the spirit and sat him down in this valley. Verse 3. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. That was the most honest thing that he could have said. Because some of us have been like, well, yes, God, I believe and I know that you can do it. But he was honest with him. God, you know. I don't know, but I know that you know. And again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So God has told him, prophesy to these bones. Speak to these bones. And for us, modern time, modern day, that seems a little silly. God, you want me to prophesy the dead stuff? You want me to talk to these dry bones? You want me to talk to this, you know, pastor talked about last week that he was at the jail with a guy and his alternator went out and they went and laid the hands on the car and uh, it crumped right up. But <laughs> dry bones? You want me to speak to dry bones? Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. 
cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. A lot of times we'll hear something from God, a word from God. And it will be something that maybe doesn't make sense or doesn't seem logical or doesn't seem, seem like I said, silly. If you ever hear a word and, and it makes sense and it seems like, you know, you hear every thing right, that probably ain't God. That's probably yourself. Because the, uh, Paul said that we hear in part and we prophesy in part. So, Ezekiel, he heard the word of God and he's like, well, he already brought me out here to this valley of dry bones. So, I guess I'll speak the word. So Ezekiel heard the word. He believed the word that God said. He spoke the word. He acted on the word. And he expected it to happen. The word is so powerful that even the dry bones had to obey. So how is it that dry bones hear the word of God and obey, but we can hear the word of God. Go down to so-and-so and pray for so-and-so. We just, well, Lord, I'm going to pray about what I just heard from you to tell me to go pray for somebody. Or, you know, you got the money to donate to Pastor Fertalian. Oh, oh, I'll pray about, I'll pray about sowing. But he's giving you the word. His word tells us to invest and to pray for others. In James it said, it says, if there's any sick among you, call the elders and have them lay their hands on them and they'll be healed. So we know to go pray for people. We know that we know to sow, but we're human. And a lot of times we think with our human self and we act with our human self instead of listening with our spiritual ears and moving in faith. And, and James um, Two, it says that faith without works is dead. And I was like, I used to always hear that, and I'm like, you know, well, I got to work to get faith? And then I was thinking about it, and I was reading it last night, and uh, just like, make it make sense. And it, and, it, and it goes on to say that like, by faith, when he was told to sacrifice his son, he took him out, took him to the mountain, and was getting ready to commit the very act. So his faith, coupled with his work, worked together to perfect his faith, to make his faith perfect. I can sit here and tell you all the, a million times. You can speak to the mountain and the mountain will be moved. You can tell this to do that. You can speak to cancer and cancer can be healed. You can speak to depression and depression can be, can be done. But if you never act on it, I can have all the dead faith I want. Well, God, I believe this, and I believe that. God, I'm, I'm believing you for a business. Write a business plan. You've got to do something. You've got to put in a little bit of work to show God, okay, God, I really do believe you. Start going to hills and start speaking to them. Start speaking to mountains. Pastor said when he, was, when he first got saved and, you know, Sophie had that spot to build his faith, he just wouldn't spoke to him. We have to build our faith. We have to act on the Word. I know, Bella says that we can lay hands on the sick and they shall be recovered. 
Well, God, I believe that. Have you ever laid hands on a sick person to test it? Have you ever prayed for somebody? Have you ever had a child burning up with a fever that's your child? Well, God, I believe I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And you just go to bed without laying hands on, on your child. That's, no. I'm putting my faith into action. I'm going and laying my hands on the sick. I believe that we have the power to raise the dead. I believe that. The Bible says that. If we can cast out demons, if we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, why not? He told us all the works that we've seen him do, when he goes and he sends his Holy Spirit, those works and even greater works we will do. So who am I to be like, all right, God, I, I believe all this. I believe that you're God. I believe that you're good. I believe that you can do anything. And just believe it and just sit on it. Never go out and lay hands on anybody. Hear, hear the word of God and just sit there in the pew with our arms folded and, and, our, and our head and our nose in the air with the sourpuss look on our face because God told us to do something, but because it's going to make me a little uncomfortable or because I might have to get out of my seat or I might have to sit on this side of the church this week instead of that side of the church this week, well, God, I just ain't going to do it. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to hear this word. I know this word. I know, I know that your word is true. I've, I've heard all these stories about your word, but I'm going to sit here and hear it. And I'm just going to sit on my hands. And I'm never going to go and do anything for your kingdom. I'm never going to go and try to grow your kingdom because I'm, I'm, I'm about me, 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 me. But I believe and I got faith. Back to Ezekiel. All he had to do was speak the word. He didn't have to go speak his opinion. He didn't have to go and speak his own thoughts or anything outside of what God said. See, the problem is with us, we'll hear a word from God. A simple word. Go pray for so-and-so. Okay. But then when we go to act on it, then we got to put ourselves in. Well, I'm going to go pray for so-and-so, and I'm going to call and tell everybody I'm going to pray for so-and-so. And then by the time you get there, you, 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 you're going in self, you're walking in self, you ain't going in faith, you ain't going in spirit. Take yourself out of it. All we need is the Word. He's enough. His power is enough. His Holy Spirit is enough. This Word is enough. And Ezekiel... All he says is dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Not hear the word of Ezekiel. Not hear the word that I'm saying to you. Hear the word of the Lord. And the dry bones, when they heard the word, they couldn't sit still anymore. They couldn't stay in position anymore. They couldn't stay in their comfort zone anymore. When they heard the word of the Lord, like that song sang this morning, they started rattling. And so they started moving. And they started connecting. And then the sinews came on them. And the muscle came on them. And the flesh came on them. But they said, the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And also, he said to me, who's he? It wasn't, it wasn't Ezekiel didn't say to himself, God said, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, 
Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O bread, and breed on these slain that they may live. God said live. Bring breath into their body so that they can live. And when he called the breath and he spoke the word and the breath came, the bodies couldn't be like, oh no, I don't want that breath. It went in because when God speaks it, it's got to happen. He said, just like the snow and the rain, it covers the earth and it does not turn, go back void or, or return without first springing forth, making seed for the sower and bread for the eater. He said, so is it that my word, when I speak it, it shall not return to be void, but it will accomplish the purpose for whence I sent it. So when God sends a word, it's going to get done. Whether he spoke to you and you do it, or you sit on it, he'll just move you out of the way. He'll get somebody else to do it because his work will be accomplished. His word will be accomplished. Our God's not a man that he should lie. Matter of fact, the Bible says, let God be truth and every man be a lie. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain. It shall never pass away. He told Jeremiah, he said, I'm watching over my word. I watch over my word to make sure that my word is performed. So when God speaks, Somebody's listening. Something's listening. And what he speaks is going to get done. But are you going to be the one to do it? Are you going to miss your blessing? Are you going to miss what he has for you? Are you going to miss your chance to build the kingdom? Or are you just going to sit there? Be a hearer. Be an oil painting. Never raise your hand. I'm sorry. But when I got saved, I wanted it all. I didn't just want to be saved, y'all. Well, God, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. No, I want it all. Give it to y'all. Speak in tongues? Yes, I want it. Full of spirit? Yes, I want it. Lay hands on the sick and they recover? Yes, I want it. God, whatever you have for me, I want it. I want to hear your word, and I want to walk your word out. But we got too many people that just want to come to church and hear the word so they can go home and be pie in the sky, apple pie, unicorn and rainbow happy, just, you know, everything sunshine and sparkles and sprinkles. That's not what this word is all about. Amen. I'm sorry. I'm not going to... And this might offend somebody. And, and if it does, you can talk to me later. And, and, and 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said that they will, they have itching ears and they'll heap up false teachers for themselves to scratch their ears. I'm sorry. The only person I want scratching my ears is my wife. I don't want no man up here scratching my ears with no, with no, with no false teaching. I'm sorry. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm going to preach this word. I'm not here to give you, give you a, some, a little bit of Jesus juice so you can make it through the week and then come back next week and we can charge you back up. No, I'm here because this word is life. And he said, I came that you might have life, but not just have life, not just survive, not just walk through this and with my head down and those sad 1930s Christians. No, I'm alive because my God is alive and he's given me a word and I'm not just going to sit on it. I'm not just going to not say it because I might hurt somebody's feelings or I might offend them. I don't care. He said, blessed are those who are not offended by me. If you're offended by this word, then you're offended by him. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the vessel this morning. We gotta walk it out. In John eleven, uh, chapter eleven, even Jesus had to be a hearer of the word, and he had to speak the word. He didn't just walk to Lazarus's tomb and 
Well, I'm here. I guess you better get up. No, even the word, because he is the word made flesh. The Bible says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. Go to 14, and the word became flesh, and we, he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. That is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He's the word. So the word walks up on the scene. Everybody's crying. Mary and Martha are upset because, you know, God, you're, you're four days late. Jesus, we called for you four days ago. When you left, you knew he was sick. There's a song that the Martins sing. Uh, it's called Four Days Late. But, but it says even, isn't it great if he's four days late, he's still on time. Because he moves in his own timing because he's outside of time. But anyway, different message. Anyways, um, so he shows up. And all these people are, where are you at? Don't you love him? Wasn't he your friend? And he told uh, the disciples, and when, they, when he found out that the Lazarus has died, he tells them, he looks at them like, it's good for you that this happened. Now that you can really see who I am. I've been talking about how I'm the resurrection and the life, but I'm getting ready to show you who I am. Even the word had to act. He proclaimed that he was a resurrection and life. I'm about to show you. So, why did it have to be four days, though? And you get to do a little studying. See, in that culture, they believed that the spirit hovered over a person once they died. Their spirit hovered over them for 72 hours or three days. So, he waited four days. Because he said, I'm going to leave no doubt. I'm going to leave nothing where they could say, well, maybe. Huh, I don't know. He said, I'm going on the fourth day. While he's good and stinking, while he's already wrapped up, he's bound up in, in, in his grave clothes. they got a cloth over his head. You know, Jesus gets up on the scene and, where, where are you at, Jesus? You loved him and he died. He said, it's going to be okay. She's like, I know, I'll see my brother again, you know, when the rapture takes place. No, just believe. Just believe. Then he gets to Mary. Same thing. I just got done telling your crazy sister, just believe. He's the word. If he says he's the resurrection and the life, just believe he's the resurrection and the life. So he gets to the tomb. And he wasn't swayed by anybody, by the way. Like them being upset did not sway him. He was already on his way to do it. He was already on his way to take care of business. He was the word. So he knew the power of the word. And he tells his father, he says, Father, I thank you. Because I know you hear me. I know you hear me. And I'm doing this because some people need to see this because they almost want to believe. They almost want to believe. Some people, it's enough just to hear this word. The word is enough for them. But some people, they want to see an action. They want to see an act. There's some people that are on the fence. They're like, God, I, I want to believe. I want to believe that you can do this. I want to believe that you're capable. I want to believe this word. I believe in my heart that if we as Christians would act on this word more, be doer on this word more, we have more believers. Because there's people that are like, this is just hocus pocus. This is just something fun to make you feel good about yourself. No, no. I've seen them do it. 
I've seen them do it in my life. I've seen them do it in my kid's life. I've seen them do it in, in other people's life. I know that this word is weird. So Jesus has said, God, I'm glad that you hear me. Thankful that you hear me. And I know that you'll do this for me because you hear me. So he tells me, he said, move the stone. He goes up to it. And he doesn't speak the word just, well, Lazarus, come forward. Lazarus, come forward. No. He walks with authority. And he speaks with authority. Lazarus, come forth. And the dead body of Lazarus had to obey the word and come when Jesus spoke it. The word is so powerful that even the dry bones had to be doers of the word when Ezekiel said, hear the word of the Lord. And when the word spoke the word to Lazarus, come forth. The dead man had to get up. And then he comes out and it's in his grave clothes, his hands are bound, his feet are bound. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. That word is powerful. The word can loose you. The word can break chains. He said, behold, I have given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Well, you've got to have this word. You've got to speak this word. But hearing it's not enough. It's a good start. Believing it's not enough, but it's, it's a good progression. Even speaking it, okay, I'm speaking it. You've got to act on it. And not just act on it. Expect the outcome that you spoke and acted on. You think Ezekiel spoke the word to the dry bones and said, this ain't going to happen in this mind. This is just, this ain't going to happen. No. He said, I've heard this from God, and I know in my spirit. I'm speaking this word, and these dry bones are going to come to life. You think Jesus, I mean, I guess it's kind of unfair because he's like Jesus, and he knows everything. But still, you think that he spoke the word to Lazarus and thought he was just going to hear crickets chirping when he said, Lazarus, come forth, that nothing was going to move, that nothing was going to happen? <clears throat> no. Another example. Peter. When he's down uh, Dorcas, also known as Tabitha, she's died and she was great for the church. You think when he said, Tabitha, come forth, wake up, get up, be healed. You think he spoke that and expected her just to stay there and lay dead? He's like, no, I've heard this word. And this word is implanted in me, like James said. This word is implanted in us. Be teachable. Well, in order to learn, you got to do, right? Amen. Not just hear. Because I know people that could read a book all day long and then what they read will go out of their mind five seconds later. But if you get them to read and do it at the same time, they'll never forget it. They'll never forget it. Some of us have heard, heard these scriptures a million times. We've never done them, though. We've never spoke them out loud. There's some people you could probably ask what John 3.16 is and they wouldn't be able to tell you. They've heard it a million times because they haven't got it in their heart. They haven't implanted it in your heart. So this word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's hid in my heart. But you know what? 
It's the fruit of my lips. I speak it. I walk it out. I try to live it out. God knows I ain't perfect. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. I promise you she will. She knows more than anybody that I ain't perfect. That I'll mess up just like anybody else. I'm, I don't put myself on a pedestal. I know that I'm human. And I, I, I'm very humbled. And I'm very appreciative. And I'm honored. That God has, has, has chosen me. That pastor gives me an opportunity to come here. So when I come here and I say these things. like I don't come here in arrogance. I don't come here in conceitedness or think I'm better, I come here humbly because I know how good our God is. And I know how good this word is. And I know that he is worthy of all the praise, all the honor and all the glory. And he's worthy for us to do more than sit in the pew. For us to do more than give what we call the nice Christian Frisbee wave. For us to just Give a nice little golf clap and sit there with our hands on the back of the pew and not sing his praises and not praise his name. He's worthy of so much more. Amen. You think that our God sent his son, Jesus, to this earth to do all that he did, show the people all that he showed them, the miracles he did here. The Bible says that. There's not enough books in the world to write down everything that he actually did. So we got like a snapshot. We got a, we got a Snapchat. The Bible, we got a Snapchat of what he did. In theory. So, you think he sent him for that? Let him go through all that he went through. Let him be beat. Let him be mocked. Let him suffer. Let him die. And let him rise again with all power in his hand. For us to sit here and just hear this word and do nothing. For us to just sit here and be spectators instead of participators. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit on the sideline. And none of us should really sit on the sideline. We should be ready and ripping and raring to go out and walk this word out. And live this word out. And show everyone about us, around us that Jesus is the only way. The whole Bible, I heard, I heard someone say they can teach you the Bible in, 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 in three steps. Step one, Genesis to uh, uh, Malachi, he's coming. John, or Matthew to John, he's here. Acts to Revelation, he's coming back. He, they tried to talk about him. They were telling everybody about him the whole time, but nobody wanted to listen. He gave us this word. And we can see. If we, walk, we can read the Bible. If we walk this word out. Like James said. Those who are doers of the word. Will be blessed. But if we just hear the word. And we don't do it. We're deceived. We're disobedient. And I'm sorry. My God's been good, too good for me. To me. For me to not do what he's called me to do. Not say what he's called me to say. Not preach what he's called me to preach. Not proclaim what he's called me to proclaim. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let anybody stop me. When I'm going in his name. When I'm walking in his word. When I'm preaching and I'm, I'm proclaiming the word of the Lord. You think the Pharisees didn't want to stop Jesus mid Lazarus come forth? They didn't really want him to get lies out of his mouth. But they couldn't stop them. Because like I said, when the word goes forth, it can't be stopped. 
It can't be stopped. I'll finish with this. Look at Daniel chapter 10. Daniel has prayed. And he's waiting on a word from the Lord. He's waiting on an answer from the Lord. From the Lord. It said that he did not, he said, I did not take any good food. I did not take any good meat or anything for three weeks. So for 21 days. And finally, finally, he heard an angel from the Lord came. And he said to you, he said, look, I just want you to know that God heard you the first time. He heard you the first time. And he sent me when, when he heard you. But there was a great war that I had to go through. The, the, the king of Persia. So great the fact that you had to send Michael with me so that I could get to you. But I'm here now. So Daniel didn't just pray one time. And then when he didn't get his answer, he didn't give up and say, okay, I prayed one time. I didn't get my answer. All right, must not be your will, God. Must not be what you want me to do, God. No. He said, I'm going to stay persistent because I want to hear this word. I know that there's a word coming and I want to hear it, so I'm going to stay in prayer. I'm going to stay in this fasting. I'm going to stay because I want to hear this word. And not only do I want to hear this word, but when I get this word, I want to do this word. I want to walk this word. I want to see this word perform. The problem is we're so used to this microwave, air fryer, cookie cutter society that if we don't get a word from God in two seconds, we give up and we are like, well, he must not want me to do it. No, wait on the Lord. David said, wait on the Lord. And again, I say, wait on the Lord. Wait on the word. Because when the word comes, I promise you it'll be an on time word. It'll be a timely word. It'll be the word that you're looking for. Might not be the word that you want or the word that fits your prerogative, but it'll be the word that you need. And it'll be the word that you need to walk out and the word that you need to do so that it can be accomplished. But when we don't get what we want, as soon as we ask for it, we just give up. And we move on to the next thing. Move on to the next thing. Move on to the next trend. Move on to the next fad. we got to be diligent and persistent in our pursuit of what He has for us. We can't just sit here and stare off into space while the word's going for it. Because the very moment you're not paying attention, that's the very moment you miss your blessing. The very moment you got your, get your mind off of Jesus and you get it on your grocery list for Walmart, that's when the word that you need is going to come through and it's going to be a word that you need to walk out. But because you weren't paying attention and because you weren't ready to receive, like James said, that we need to be ready to receive the implanted word in our heart that can save our souls. The word that we need to walk out, the word that we need to do, the word that we need to go forth with to accomplish. The Bible says in Proverbs that many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will prevail. So if you're truly waiting on a word from God and you truly want to walk out what he's called you to walk out. Wait. Wait on the Lord. I know we kind of jumped around a little bit with some few stories, but these guys, even as great as Ezekiel was, he wasn't just a hearer of the word and then go tell it to the people. No, when God told him to prophesy and be a doer of the word, he prophesied. 
Jesus. He wasn't just here to teach the people and make them feel good. He's like, no, I'm here to act. I'm here to back up my claims. I'm here. The word will back it up. The Holy Spirit will back up the word. Lazarus, come forth. By faith, you have been healed. By faith, you have got your sight back. The word is active. It's alive. It's powerful. But if you just read it and don't apply it, if you just read it and don't really understand it, or if you just read it and you don't act it out, it's just words on a page. Just empty words on a page. Because... Faith without works is dead. It goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. We ain't just get it in our mind and think that God's going to Harry Potter it with his magic wand. No. We got to put a little sweat equity in too. We got to get involved too. We got to walk it out too. That's the problem. In the society today, everybody just used to get handed to them. So entitled. Oh God, I got faith for it. But also, I'm willing to work too. You say you're going to give me a business? Well, I'm, I'm going to start right now a business plan. You tell me that this person, if, if I have faith that I can go and pray for them while I'm in the car. I don't even know where the gas money is going to come from. Might not even know their name, but I just feel this impression. I'm going to go pray for them. Move on it. Act on it. Don't sit on this word. We don't, we don't want to be spiritual gluttons and just... Take it all in and never put any of it out. Act on this word. It's power. It's life. It's healing. If we put it into practice. If you're watching us from about media later on today or this morning or wherever you're at, the word of God is powerful. It's alive. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. But we have to put it into practice. We can't just sit on it. We can't just hear it and never do anything. We've got to walk it out. We have to be doers of the word. We have to act on the word. We have to live by the word and walk on the word. When Peter was, was getting off the boat, he didn't get off the boat until God said, come. So he was walking on the water, but really he was walking on the word. God, Jesus said, come, and he walked on the word. So I just, I just encourage you, get in this word, apply this word to your life, and walk this word out. Lay hands on the sick. Cast out demons. He's amazing. And I promise you, if you have that faith and you put it into practice, the Holy Spirit's going to back up your faith. Because he loves you and he wants the very best for you. We thank you for tuning in. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. Be blessed. Amen.